Yo, this is Kona, and you're watching Pro Wrestling for Life. Boom! Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pro Wrestling for Life. It's me, your host, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, X-Pac. Okay, got that out of the way. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Nick Hausman. Nick, what is on the show today? Great question, Sean. Uh, we got another big show, man. Our last two weeks have been really big shows, but uh, this week we're welcoming to the show a member of the NWO. He's Wolfpack. He is Conan is going to be in the house today. He's our only guest here this week. Um, we got almost an hour of his time. This has become kind of regular. We still plan on doing shows with multiple guests. We've just been having these really great uh, in-depth conversations. So we're going to talk the news here in just a little bit. We're going to have Conan on here later. Uh, and at the end of the show, we'll dive to the mail or not the mailbag. We'll dive to the game show. Uh, we're going to pit you, Sean, head-to-head -head against a returning competitor in a game show all about SummerSlam, which we'll talk about here uh, just a little bit more in a moment. Uh, but before we get to SummerSlam, and I know we want to talk a little bit about New Japan as well, um, since Conan's on the show today, we recorded with him at the end of last week. We didn't know that on Saturday night uh, at Triple Mania, Ric Flair was going to be in the house and that he was going to be seconding on Andrade and we were going to find uh, uh, Rick putting Conan in a figure four. A really cool moment here. Uh, what, what did you think of how that all played out there in Mexico over the weekend? Actually, I knew, Nick. I just, it's a secret. What? <laughs> okay. Well, I was out of the loop. So, <laughs> didn't know. I'm, 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 I'm actually lying right now. Sure. But, Nobody uh, did, man. It sounds like Flair, like, chartered his own jet, did this thing pro bono, just wanted to be a part of the show for whatever reason <laughs> on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice touch. The the you know, the you know just him going out with uh, Andrade. I think that um, I was it was it was curious like everyone you know was into Ric Flair being there like the the crowd you know you know because it's weird like not every like big American wrestling star uh, is you know, you know is automatically over in Mexico. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. Um it was you know, it's it was a fun fun spot. It was a nice way to uh to not drop the title, you know, if they weren't going to drop the title, at least they, they didn't put it on last. Um so you don't, you know, they put the the hair match on the hair versus mask match on last and let the people go home happy. Um so uh you know, I um you know, you read that, like, uh, they were talking about dropping the title to Andrade, and, um, you know, and they didn't do it. I kind of understand, you know, why why uh, AEW wouldn't want, you know, all of a sudden their, their big star to be beltless. Well, I mean, you know? it sounds like at the end of the day it was Triple A's call, you know. To, to was be, it? Yeah, because, like, it's not, at least from what I've gathered, it sounds like once Christian Cage took the Impact title – uh, on Rampage, right? AEW kind of saw maybe him losing the, the uh, Mega Championship is another layer to their build to All Out, but it sounds like AAA was given the option, and uh, it was actually the guy in the main event, Psycho Clown, who walked out victorious. It sounds like he might be the one that they would prefer uh, get the rub off of beating Kenny Omega. I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah? You think he's the man? <laughs> yes! Yeah. Psycho Clown is their guy. Right. Andrade's not even a AAA guy. He's right. an independent. He's an independent. Con he's a free agent. 
Right. 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 Um, It doesn't mean like, oh, don't want to put the belt on him. But like, I just, it just seems like it's a better, better way to go. You know, give the big payoff to Psycho Clown. Yeah, and I feel bad because it's like I, I'm I'm so deeply into North American wrestling. I feel bad even commenting on how to like book AAA, but I it does seem like if you have the option of, of taking a homegrown talent and giving them the rub as opposed to somebody who's maybe splitting duties between you know America and, and Mexico. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get it. Um, well, um, talk to me about New Japan Resurgence, man. Like you've been very active checking out a lot of wrestling recently. Uh, what grabbed your attention? Why did Why did you feel like you wanted to watch the show? <clears throat> well, because a couple of people asked me if I was actually going to go to the show, you know, because, um, you know, I went to GCW and the, the difference is, you know, about a half an hour, 45 minute more car or Uber ride. So I decided to order it on pay-per-view from fight TV folks. Yes. Our good Some of you might be watching us right now on fight TV. Yes. <clears throat> so Yeah. <clears throat> Um, it was a fun show. It was a fun show, man. I'm not going to go into like break it down, you know, match by match, but I'm going to tell you who impressed me. Leo rush impressed the shit out of me. He looked great out there. Um, moose and Ishii to me had the sleeper match of the night. Yeah. Uh, It was a hard, real hard to follow that one, man. Uh, It's just the pay. I just, I loved everything about it. And, and just, um, you know, like, I commented on it and there were comments like, oh yeah, Ishii's, Ishii's so good. Bro, fuck it. Yeah, obviously. But like to, to mention Ishii and not put over Moose too, fuck that. Like he 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 fucking carried every bit of his weight in that match. That was a, it takes two to fucking dance. So, mm-hmm. you know, to go, oh, Ishii's so good and not fucking put over Moose, fuck that. Well, and, and, and Moose is a big dude, but even to still walk in a ring and be that physical with Ishii, who is just like, you know, pretty strong on the strong style end. Really impressive. You know, I'm a big Ishii fan in general, though. So, yeah. And so, uh, uh, Lance Archer, I'm, gonna, I'm just, uh, uh, um, Tanahashi, like there's a lot, a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I tell you, though, it was weird because that place was sold out and it had been like, you know, oversold actually. And it just, there were thousands of people there, but you couldn't tell by look, I just, they did, dude, you got to shoot it. Like you got to, man, if you're going to have that many people there, at least like figure out how to let everyone know, like yeah. watching that. Look at this place. It's fucking packed. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if it was just the, 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 the layout of the building or like, cause it was outside. So like, man, I just, those things are, are important to me, man. Yeah, I know they are. Aesthetically, you know, you're a production um, guy. I know you are. Yeah. I don't want, like, I don't want to fucking harp on it because right. it is a great show. Yeah. You know, but sure. yeah. Okay. Well, and looking ahead to this weekend, man, obviously AEW rampage on Friday night, everybody's very excited about what will probably be CM Punk's debut. Saturday night, we're going to get a WWE SummerSlam. Um, somebody, when we were talking about this off the air, that kind of surprised me that you were like, of all the people on the card you want to talk about, uh, was Drew McIntyre, man. I mean, he's going to be taking on Jinder Mahal in a match that's not really like top of the card, but but what's grabbing you right now about what the work that Drew McIntyre did? Because like, everything Drew did last night, 
got a got a reaction. Like the connection he has with the people, he's yeah. over as fuck. Dude, and when I was in Chicago here, it, Raw was in Chicago like two weeks ago. Like there was some kind of glitch where they played some commercial over his entrance and people thought they were trying to like pipe in audience noise. They don't need it. Dude, that guy, he got yeah. it's like it's like him, Riddle, New Day, you know. Uh it top three pop for sure over on the raw band at the moment. Yeah. 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 And the you know, the the Orton, the Orton uh Riddle stuff has been entertaining. You know, yeah. I really enjoy it. Um trying to think of what else I noticed. Yeah, and um, well, and know. we're getting to see we're getting to see more of Omas in the ring, which I think is good. Man, for a guy his size, he should not be able to move like that. <laughs> like, I you know, like I wasn't honestly aware he could move like that. Because yeah. I didn't see that from him in, at, at the performance center. Yeah. You know? No. See, yeah. Do you see him as like a guy possibly future world champion material or no? I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know like if like you would do that with a guy like him. You know, like it's just like they they didn't put the belt on Andre, you know. Um, not that like he would, not that he would never like win it for a little for a short stint just to say I was the champ, but you know, um, man, just there's no need for it with him at all. And uh, yeah, it's just man when you see him standing out there and you see other guys that are just dwarfed by him that are like six seven six eight themselves. Man, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's jaw-dropping, man. It is. It is. It's fun to watch him walk down the ramp yeah. in a live show and just see him hover over the crowd. Yeah. And, like, if you know, if you actually know him, uh, and like, I don't want to kill his gimmick or anything, but if you actually know, like, that guy, um, it's hard. Uh, I feel bad. I'm just going to say it. It's hard to look at him as a killer. He's just the biggest fucking giant sweetheart teddy bear of a human being you'll ever meet he's so fucking nice nick well good yeah and so like some of the facials like i'm seeing from him out there he's doing a good job of of covering that up like like, because there's some scary moments out there where like you look at him and he's just like you know emoting a little bit and that's just like oh okay yeah all right all right, fair enough. You know, but uh, I don't want to see him doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like just some people don't need to be doing a million goddamn moves. Yeah, for sure. Uh well lastly here, uh, before we get to Conan, I want to ask you about the two top matches. Lashley's going up against Goldberg, Reigns is going up against Cena. Is it time, in your opinion, to take the title off either of these guys, Lashley or Reigns, right now? Definitely not Lashley. You think so? You keep the title on Lashley. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't see, like, yeah, man, I don't. Because, like, a lot of people have been saying the opposite to me. A lot of people are like, ah, I worry about Lashley. I think Goldberg might take it, and they see. Why? I don't, for what? Uh, And and to do what with it? Do they have someone else in mind for Goldberg to to fucking drop it to? I don't know. But, I mean, it's just because Goldberg gets that mainstream, you know, buzz and they bring him in and they, you know, yeah, but he's going to get it regardless of whether he wins a title or not. I mean, mind you, like sometimes he has to come through. Yeah. You know, uh, but like, I just look regardless. I like, I enjoyed that segment they did yeah. last night. 
you know, and people like Bill still, and people could complain and say, oh, I shouldn't be there or whatever. But a lot of people really like Goldberg, you know, and those people count too, you know. So I think there should be enough uh, toys in the toy box for everyone to be able to play with something. Okay. You know, if that's a fucking good analogy, I don't so, know. But Okay, so you see, you see Reigns losing to Cena as more of a – uh, something possible. No, I do not. No, no, no. That would not be good either. Okay, I'm not he's... saying that at all. I'm just okay. talking about Goldberg and Lashley. Okay, so you're saying, so you would, you think that it maybe it would be better to keep the title on both these guys, kind of where yeah. they're at. Runs. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Nice way to kind of heat them up too, with wherever they're headed uh-huh. off next. You know, like I, I still see Rock Roman. I don't, I don't know that you know Roman loses the title even then. But on the other side, and I know there's a lot of money in La- in Lesnar uh, reigns, uh, Lesnar Lashley. That's that's where I want to see that reign kind of come to an end. No no shame in losing to Brock, and right. to finally earn that match, I think would be a really just beautiful way for, yeah. for Lashley to kind of put the cherry on the top of this. Hey man, do you know what I see happening? And I think I think people like just maybe a, a short time ago would say, "Oh, you're out of your fucking mind." I can see business being done between Goldberg and Riddle. Yeah, they have softened their stance here in the past week. Like Matt Riddle did some interview where he talked about how him and Goldberg shared a moment in Gorilla and like fist bumped. And Goldberg, I think, said something nice recently in an interview where he's like, I'm never going to like this guy, but I respect him and his personality. And so I have also noticed that that is becoming more of a possibility yeah. than it has been recently. And it would be great. Yeah. Like it legitimately would be a great uh I think it'd be piece cool business. I think it'd be cool for Bill to drop a little weight and really try to show off his BJJ skills cuz like Goldberg has like he's like a purple belt or something in in BJJ or something, isn't yeah. he? No. Okay. All right, man. I understand that, but it didn't work out too good for him when he tried to do throw some of that into the mat. I just don't think people want to fucking see it from him, Nick. No. They don't. No. They don't. Like, Goldberg and, – and the criticisms that Riddle has always had for, for Goldberg are the shit that people like Goldberg for. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to see fucking Goldberg do anything more than a jackhammer, a spear, and uh, a couple other things that he does. They really don't, man. They really fucking don't. All right, Goldberg cool. fans. Yeah, we cut it right and he's there. Not gonna, and he's not going to convert. I'm not done. I'm not fucking done <laughs> talking, Nick. Sorry, Rashad. Sorry. Now I can't remember. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This episode of Pro Wrestling for Life is sponsored by Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. Yeah. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes. It's perfectly okay, Nick. Don't worry. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Oh. Yeah. Go to GetRoman.com slash XPAC now. Yeah. And with Roman, you're going to get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional is going to work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it's going to ship to you for free. With two-day shipping, fast turnaround. Wow. The whole process is straightforward and discreet, Nick. 
Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash xpoc and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Yeah, and so go to getroman.com slash xpoc now. You're going to get $15 off your first month. And look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash XPOC. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. That's right. GetRoman.com slash XPOC. Thank you, Roman, for sponsoring Pro Wrestling for Life. This episode of Pro Wrestling for Life is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, Nick? Yeah, me, myself, my anxiety <laughs> and my depression. Many days, yes. Well, well, good, good news. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under forty-eight hours. It's not a crisis line, Nick. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. Yeah, and there's a broad range of expertise available, which you may not be locally available in your area. These are people, they have, they have clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime. You can message your counselor. As somebody who does this every week, every Wednesday, I meet with a therapist uh, through BetterHelp. I can tell you it's a very uh, easy process, and uh, you will get matched with somebody that is good for what you are looking to work with uh, in your mind and in your life. Yeah, 100%. Nice. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Yeah, BetterHelp, they want you to start living a happier life today. So if you visit the website, you can check out all the great testimonials. You can just take it from me here, Nick Hausman. I'm telling you it's a great service. It's been wonderful for my mental health. Go to BetterHelp.com slash PW4L. Uh, you could join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health uh, mental health with the help of an experienced professional, and you're going to get 10% off your first month. That's a really good deal. That's right. Again, visit betterhelp.com slash PW4L. That's BetterHelp. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Yep. That's betterhelp.com slash PW4L, 10% off your first month. And thank you very much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring Pro Wrestling for Life. Just start rolling. I mean, we yeah. to, everyone fucking knows who you are. <laughs> right? Dude, I miss you, man. Thank you yeah. for coming on. Like, it's the only yeah. way I get to talk to you. Yep. But it's all love, bro, because even I was talking to Jeff Jarrett about this a while back. He says, that's a funny thing about the wrestling business. And it is because, you know, guys like Norman Smiley that I haven't talked to in a while. It's like, even though we haven't seen each other, the moment that you do see each other, it's like back in the saddle again. Like nothing ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. 10 years didn't pass by, five years didn't pass by, three years didn't pass by because you have that bond, you know? So yeah. same thing with you, bro. It doesn't matter how many years you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. We're grinding. We're trying to get paid, right? But at the end of the day, when we see each other, it's always all love because, bro, you're one of the most beautiful guys I've ever met. And so, oh, you know, very compassionate and kind, which is something that a lot of times I was lacking in. And I learned a lot from you, bro. I did from you too, man. 
Yeah. Uh, Carlos, you know, man, um, something that that you kept over and over and over again telling me, and it fucking finally sunk in, man, that I had to forgive myself. Right. You know? Right. Bro, you can say, oh, I forgive myself all you want, but that doesn't fucking make it so. But I knew you hadn't forgiven yourself. You know why? Because you were still fucking up. Exactly. So Exactly, bro. Yeah. I had to, like, up, like, you know, obviously gradually, you know. Right. Right. I got better. I wasn't one of those like overnight, like, okay, I just quit and everything. Right. Okay, now I'm clean from this day on, man. It was right. a gradual process for me. But. And Scott's the same way. Scott beats himself up. I don't know if he still does, but you oh, know, of our boy, he does. you know, and you you're like, bro, one of the wittiest, funniest, smartest, yeah. coolest guys is just being consumed by this bullshit, bro. Get off of it, man. Yeah. You're too productive. The business needs minds like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, man. So for me, Carlos, yeah. what what finally did it for me was I finally, I finally believed that I, I, I didn't deserve to suffer anymore. Right. I finally believed. Okay, paid in full. Right. Like, right. No, no. You you were paid in full, and then some motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So. You paid your dues for whatever guilt you did, whatever you did, you know, and you did it and you're still here, bro. Thank God for that. Yeah. We still have you, man. And yeah. like I said, it's all love, bro. Hey, Carlos, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you're keeping busy, man. Um, I, I see you in MLW. I like, obviously right. you're fucking, um, things are going, going well with, with AAA again, huh? Yeah, bro. When you were there and I hated it too, man. It was a very, you know, they would let the top guys circumvent my power and do whatever they wanted, which was not in the best interest of the company. But they were new to this. So you also had factions going, well, don't listen to Conan because he's going to want to try to convince you to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know how it is, bro, when people start getting in your ear and shit. So it was a, and you were there, bro, was, I, I hated that period, you know, and thank God, like guys like you and Moody and Jack, as crazy all four of us were, you know, you kept me saying, just like you kept me saying an impact, bro, you road dog, wrong killings. I wanted to kill somebody over there, but, <laughs> but, but triple A was yeah. brutal, bro, at that time, you know, and, but now when, when you look at it, what's happened is, and just long story short, when they brought me back, you know, the first thing I did was get rid of all the drug users in the dressing room, all the lawyers, all the locker room lawyers, room all the, lawyers. yeah, all the fucking, because, bro, I just truly believe when you have one bad apple and you put it in a bag and you open it up the next day, you've rotted or polluted or contaminated the other apples. So I took all the bad apples out, you know, and it was a hard process because there are guys that have been there for 15 years plus, you know took that all that got a younger better more motivated you know because after a certain time if a wrestler isn't used right a lot of them they become kind of bitter sure. you know and, and i don't want fucking, to... and it poisons the well poisons right the water right. supply for everyone else yeah. right so i got just a younger better and and like right before the pandemic bro we were doing incredible business. I guarantee that if you would have gone back to AAA, and I hope you go there one day, you'll be proud of the difference of between you were there organizationally, everything, every which way you can imagine. Because Dorian just really has become like a visionary, man. Like he's taking it to the next level. Like he went to Harvard Business School. Like he's been doing his shit. Right. And uh, 
And so, and you know, creatively, I've been doing my shit, and we've been doing really good, man. I, I, I want to invite you down there one day so you can see the difference. Man, thank you. I miss it, man. Yeah. Like, so, so Carlos, you know, I okay. Obviously, you know the like struggles I had down there and some of the right. issues I had, but like right. overall, yeah, man, I cherished that time in my like in my right. life, man. I, right. Mexico was like, especially Mexico City. Just it's a magical place, man. And it, was, it really I mean, is. It was crazy. Like, like I think that if I would like, if I would be like I am, if I was like I am now, then right. I would have been able to take way better advantage of my opportunities down there. Man. Right, right. Yeah. But you know, like I said, you know, one day we we'll come down there, do an angle, do something fun. People don't forget yeah. about you. You know, we people haven't forgotten about you. Like you and Teddy Hart are two of the most. Um, <laughs> really, you and Teddy are two of the most uh, foreigners that they ask for the most. Wow, you know, because really? you left a, a good impression. Remember, we were trying to change. We were trying to change yeah. the wrestling style, and there was yeah. a lot of resistance. Remember from the boys, yeah. but uh, but Mexico City is a magical place with beautiful old school, you know, Spanish, French, and German yeah. architecture, and it's uh, you know, and you can get anything you want there. You can pay anybody off, which is great, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cop stops you. Here's the money. Take a hike. Fucking Hoovy. I'm driving with Hoovy one night, drunker than fuck. Right. We get pulled over and he gives the guy 200 pesos. Off we go. Right. Yeah. That easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just ditched, I just did Hoovy off for drunk driving. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a surprise to anybody. I feel like we should be, I mean, with as regularly as he's coming up, I feel like maybe we should just pull Hoovy in this conversation here at some point. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, bless his heart. Is exactly yeah. right. Um, uh, I saw some. I saw Kane Velasquez comment that he's got another AAA match coming up here later this year. Is that is that true, Conan, or what's going on? Um, I haven't talked to him personally, but if he said it, I'm sure it is true. Kane's a very honorable guy. I love that guy, he, bro. You would love him, uh, 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 X-Pac, because you you all understand when I tell you. So the boys aren't catering, eating, and shit. And he's in the middle of the ring doing bridges and practicing. He's got that UFC college pedigree. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you don't got to tell him to go work out. He was working out. And, bro, he did any and every media we asked him. And as humble a cat as you'll ever meet, yeah. I have nothing but love and respect for Kane. And uh, it really meant a lot for him to wrestle in Mexico. And he did a great job. And he did. We, have a, we have a really, I can't tell you where it is, but I guarantee you, when you find out or you hear it, you're going to pop X-Pac. We got a really cool show in December and I in Mexico City, and I think that's the one Kane's going to be on because he's going to be pretty nice. massive. Yeah, man, yeah. He, he did great. I was I, I was around him because, you know, before the pandemic, I was going down to the Performance Center once a month, and he was there at the time. Yeah. Man, and he was there every day. Like, we stayed in the same hotel, so I'd see him at the hotel and shit sometimes. Just, yeah, man, really classy, humble. Right. Yeah, all of that. Cool dude, yeah. Yeah, man. I didn't like how they like used him and WWE. Yeah, me neither. Like you're right. You just did a job to Brock and that was it and then they it let him go. It was almost like they had that in mind the whole fucking time. Yeah, but bro, this is a guy that you need help in your the you you need help in marketing to Hispanics. This is a legit UFC champion, not some bullshit. Man. You know what I'm saying? And a humble cat that he's like a guy you want working in your company, bro. He's going to do all the media. He's not going to ask, why do I got to do more media? He's going to do the shit that it takes to be a star. He understands. He gets it. 
you know, and he, he wants it. He had some, he has some aptitude for this too. Like I, like I yeah. saw him like, you know, doing spots with guys that like, I was surprised. Bro, that we put him in, imagine this, his first match, imagine this, his first match was like Kim, Psycho Clown. I don't remember who the, it might've been Cody Rhodes. Okay. And it was against like Tejano, Kevin Cross, and uh, I forgot who the third guy was. Right? Tejano Junior. No, I forgot who it, I, I forgot who it was. But that's his first match, okay? With fucking guys that have been in the ring for years and years and can go, yeah. bro. He looked not good, but great. Yeah. You know, because yeah, he came right. and he trained and he wanted to learn and he fucking. He, like Bad Bunny put the time in, right? Because yeah. he didn't want to look like a fucking Jay Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Kane uh, the briefly there when they had him just be Rey Mysterio's muscle. I thought the the pairing. Yeah, that would have been great, dude. I thought that pairing. I thought they were off into the races. I was like, this is that guy. I mean, it's everybody remembers the Brock match, but the viewership they did on I think it was like that SmackDown or whatever, like a, a couple weeks before where he came out and saved Ray. Yeah, dude, did guy, good. Tons of great buzz yeah. and I popped like some huge viewership number or something. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're having problems because you know, probably know this being in the industry, uh, especially Fox brought this up that from, I guess, in the West Coast, their viewership has gone down with Hispanics, which hmm. were where they're mostly concentrated in. Hmm. Yeah. They could have used the Cain Velasquez. But anyways, so, yeah, I think he is coming down. If he said it, he probably talked to AAA, you know, and uh, I'll be glad if he does. Hey, Car- Carlos, um, you, I, I, so, Nick, I, I texted Carlos um, a while, like a couple weeks ago or whatever, just and, and I asked him about this. So it's not like it's the first time I mentioned it, but, but – um, Carlos, you were telling me that, and you showed up late to that AEW TV, and like Tully Blanchard didn't even know, didn't know any of what you were going to say on the mic, huh? Oh, really? Okay, so what happened was is that here in California, in San Diego, they actually have a curfew, eleven thirty. You can't yeah. take off and you can't come in. So a plane came in late, and ours took forever to load. And this motherfucker said it. He goes, "Hey, man." He was like, we can't leave because of a curfew and there's no hotels because it's summer season and, bro, people were fucking hot. And I'd already been announced as being on the show live. This is my first appearance. So I had to call Tony and send him a text and go, yo, I'm very sorry that uh, on on, on a show I'm already announced on and my first time with you. I'm not going to be able to make it because, believe it or not, my plane got canceled. My flight got, yeah, canceled because of a curfew, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, let me, you know, see if travel can do something for you. So, yeah, they flew. I live in San Diego, and they flew me to Orlando. They picked me up in Orlando, which was like two-hour drive to Jacksonville. Yeah. And I was like in the third segment. So fucking when I get in there, they were all like in this little trailer and I'm like, uh, uh, well, what, what, are you, what are we going to do? Who's going to say what? And he goes, well, I don't know. I'll just give you the microphone and you can say something. I'll say something. And then and I was like, okay. And then the first thing I, I wanted to say some bad words and I was like, can I say this? They were like, no. Can I say this? No. And I'm like, fuck. And then they're like, uh, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to do this cool pod drive on you. Remember the brain buster? 
And I was like, yeah, I kind of remember the Brain Buster. And just as they're going to show me the pile driver, they come and say, you got to go. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just take it while I'm up. I had no idea what was going on, to tell you the truth, when yeah. they hit me with that pile driver. And uh, so, yeah, we didn't practice it. We didn't go over really anything. You know, they were just like, yeah, you got four minutes. Let's go. And I just went in there and, you know, did my shit. And uh, it was kind of funny, you know. It was a great segment. How did he have, how did Tully react to that afterwards? Uh, he was very cool. He's very cool. You know, I'd never met Tully before. Yeah. And we just always see each other and fist bump. And, you know, he knows at his age, he's fucking got a good job there, oh. you know. And yeah. he's looking at me and probably thinking the same thing, you know. Like, hey, this is cool because AEW is a cool place. It's a very cool vibe backstage. Real mega cool, you know. And bro, let me tell you something that you're going to pop. So I was at a table, okay. Uh-huh. And Arn Anderson was there. <laughs> Dean Maleko was there. Mark Henry was there. And they were just burying, you know, uh, WWE, right? Right. And at the end, Malenko told me that, that he told that Johnny A said, hey, man, I, I heard that you want to quit. Uh, he goes, uh, why don't you think about it? And then Malenko goes, yeah, I've been thinking about it for 19 years. I quit. That's tremendous. <laughs> wow. Damn. Okay. Cause that promo, dude, was it, it was really gripping because, like, I know you and I know, like, it was very you. I mean, you brought up social justice issues, like, ref- like all kinds of stuff that is non traditional pro wrestling promo material right. you put out there. It was really, I thought, very, very well done. I loved it. It was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the only thing that I try to do is I try to make sure my promos don't sound like everybody else's because it's because it's, it's another promo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, how is it being reunited with uh with Pride? Oh, uh, that with LAX, yeah, that bro, yeah, Pride, Pride and Powerful, yeah, Whatever. bro, that yeah, they're my lucha sons. They're they're like um like Pentagon and Phoenix, you know, they're my lucha sons. So I love them, bro. Fucking, you know, fucking, I saw them grow, and I and they're super talented and super humble and super cool. Yeah, they're great. You know? Yeah. You know, and then you know how it is. You both of you, you have friends in the business when they do good, you feel good for them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it was great to be reunited with them because that LAX energy came back like that. You know, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Step, step on you like that. No, are you, are you, are you doing an, um, another LAX in MLW? Is that what I I read? Yeah. That's called 5150. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's me, this kid called Danny Limelight. He's a Puerto Rican who's living in California. He's got a very good and a lot of swag. And then another guy who's also from Queens, and but he also right now in California. And uh, his name is Slice Boogie. And he's got mega charisma and can go, man. Uh, two guys with a lot of swag. And then, I don't know if you remember this guy, old school guy, Homicide's right-hand man. Do you remember Jewel Smoke? Yeah. Jewel Smokes is yeah. there too. So he brings that funny over the top character. You know him, yeah. you know, and all that shit. And I had to kind of calm him down because he was he was getting pretty rowdy with the fans in mm-hmm. Philly. But bro, it was beautiful because I'll tell you what, you know, in Mexico we haven't had fans. This this is gonna be our first show with fans. Oh. So I hadn't seen fans in the I, I, well, I had seen fans in in you know, an AW, but, but MLW is like, you know, in that 2300 arena yeah. where 
everything is just so much tighter, bro. And because we were a surprise, you know. And when we came out, you know the feeling, bro. The energy level just skyrocketed. Hurrah! They were fucking going nuts, man. I was so amped, you know. I was like, wow, this is adrenaline, bro. Is what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. I dig MLW, man. I dig what yeah. what Court's doing, and um, like he just off doing his own thing, you know. And, and little by little. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you are you part of the Azteca Underground team? Yes. Working, yes. Working? <laughs> yeah. That should have surprised you, right? Yeah, I was about to say, of course you are. That's, I mean, that's it. Because so, is it also going to be on Vice or do we? What's what is what's going on with this thing? I really think sure. the network they're gonna, you know, uh, say it in like another week. Okay. And uh, basically, it's a continuation of um, Lucha Underground, but it's called Azteca Underground. And one of the things that, you know, I made sure that we had to have was uh, Dario Cueto, because I thought he was irreplaceable. And, um, you know, obviously, if we had to, we would have had to find somebody, but uh, he was available. Once I had him, I was like, okay, everything else is going to be way easier. And so the other guy that I thought needed to have for connective ish, for, for connective tissue was Christopher the Joseph because he wrote all those four seasons. Mm-hmm. So I wanted him to come on board too. And it looks like, you know, he's going to be on board. And uh, our boy Moody from Puerto Rico, I was as just you about know. To ask you. Yeah, he's, he's a he's underrated little genius. He sure is. Yeah. And, uh, so we're going to have a good tight writing team, you know, and, you know, I'm going to have all that talent that I'm known for finding, you know, in this season too, there's going to be a lot of surprises where you're going to be like, holy shit. And, you know, to me, the next big breakout superstar from Mexico, 100% Bikingo. That guy's incredible right now. Yeah. How is it for you right now? Cause like you, you're kind of like, it was interesting when you said earlier, you were talking to Jeff Jarrett, cause you and Jeff are, similar but beasts like you guys have this ability to just work everywhere all at the same time um and you know when you get a talent that's available on the market like over the years it's been like one or two at a time you take them and you play with them how is it for you all of a sudden having a bunch of people coming onto the market and deciding what to do with all of that talent i mean you got to take an underground mlw triple i mean what do you do when you see this wave hit the market all at once well, it's cool because now I have a lot of people that I can put in these different shows. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's more talent than ever because when I broke into the business, so did X-Pac. Bro, there weren't that many blacks. There weren't that many women. There weren't that many Mexicans. There weren't that many short guys. Or, you know, kid was considered like, what the fuck is this guy even doing in wrestling, right? Yeah. So we still come from that era. Now it's all inclusive. Everybody's in this bitch, which is great because you have a bigger cat, a bigger net to cast. But at the same time, you get a lot of fucking chump. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit that you're like, bro, who trained you? You know? Um, But uh, yeah, you know, you just got to be very, I think you got to be very, I don't know what the word would be, but very precise in first discovering talent and then cultivating it. You know, yes, and cultivating it is the, yeah. is the key thing, man. Because there's a lot of raw talent out there, man. A lot of diamonds in the rough out there. Yeah, but what is what is what what use does good talent do to you if they're 
rebellious, if they're not disciplined, if they have a big head. So you also have to watch for those things because, yeah, everybody's going to be cool with me because they know that, you know, I'm the guy that's going to give them work. But I watch how they treat fans. I watch how they treat the waitress at the restaurant. I watch how they treat other people because I want people of a high moral fiber in my dressing room, bro. I don't want no shitheads because I know what it does to the fucking dressing room. And he knows what I'm talking about. We got a chill dressing room, bro. Super chill. And almost everybody there smokes weed. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. hey, man, it really, the mood, like when you have a happy dressing room. And right. Happy That's roster, the best. Bro, your shows are great. Right, right, right. Yeah. Look how great, even, you know, and I'm not throwing no shade on anybody, but look how great WCW was when you guys first came in. Yeah. Bro, it was the greatest place in the to work for. But once they started butting heads, you know, and Scott and Nash said, fuck it, we ain't helping no more. Bro, that shit started to go downhill, you know? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think of a guy like uh, Bray Wyatt you know, he really obviously connected with, like, United States fans and stuff. But right. I'd, I'd love to see how you could take a character like that and adapt him to, like, a, a Lucha environment, you know, or a New Japan environment, something like that, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, uh, I haven't thought – I haven't given him much thought at all because I know he'd probably come at, at a bigger uh, price tag than we have right now. Okay. So when – when they're out of our monetary equation, I don't even think about it. But right. you got to also say, bro, the guy's a fucking genius. Number one, whoever's idea it was for him to come out as part of that family that had the sheep mass and all that shit, that was yeah. brilliant. He was one step away from being a megastar. They fucked that up, okay? It seems they fucked more shit up than they make. And I'm not trying to throw shade. It just it is what it is. And so they fucked that up. Somehow this motherfucker, him, not creative, comes out with this totally out-of-the-box, I thought was cool-as-fuck concept with the Firefly Funhouse. And I was willing to even suspend my disbelief that, okay, this is a supernatural part of the show, right? But, bro, you know, uh, who knows how they tinkered and fucked with it and maybe, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a joke right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, bro, they had the doll sitting in a fucking turnbuckle on Monday and they digitally did this thing where she winked and diamond drop or whatever, do drop, got distracted and got rolled up. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm just curious because it is. It's just like, I don't know. You, There's so many like bigger names and then just straight up just talented people. You know, that have just hit the market all at once. And just for you, I'm sure it's, it's fun to have all those toys. What do you what do you think? Uh, Pac, do you think that there's a part of Vince that maybe is thinking, I'll just keep releasing these people because Tony keeps buying them and he's going to be oversaturated talent, which he currently I, is, I feel. I, I think that there there's something to flooding the mark, flooding the market with talent, like to make there a glut of talent. Like, I, right. I, I really think that. Right. right. I mean, yeah. Because like, what the fuck do you, like, all oh, these left and right, like, oh my right. God, this guy, like, you know, yeah. and then like if you want, if you like, oh, we got to have that guy. There's a million. If you, like, right. I mean, it's probably thinking he's gonna fucking. I don't know. I don't know what Vince is thinking. No, I, no, I, but I just thought you're. I know you don't know, and nobody does, but him. But I just wanted to get your viewpoint, like what yeah, you thought. It's yeah, crazy man. Yeah, you know, I mean, we hear all the speculation, like oh, they're selling the company, this and that. Uh, who knows? Right. Man, I, I honestly, man, I know, like, 
it's sometimes it seems like it's our job to like speculate on these things, but I have the first fucking clue, man. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how how do you feel uh, uh, about the idea of uh, CM Punk possibly coming back? I mean, it kind of seems inevitable. Tony Khan said something I busted open the other day. was kind of like, we all know what's going to happen here at that second Rampage show, everybody. You know? I actually asked him at a show, and I, and he goes, you know, I can't tell you that. But, uh, yeah, that, mean, that, that meant to me he was coming. And they didn't put on two extra shows in Chicago just because. I just think the place is going to fucking melt, bro. When that guy comes out, that place, is, that's the most anticipated arrival ever. He's a hometown boy, rebellious. The guy that WWE didn't want because AEW to me is a fan base that was made because WWE didn't give him what they wanted. And this is their hero. And if Brian Danielson shows up, shit's really going to get real, you know? I'm serious, bro. Those are two big, huge acquisitions. Yeah, game changers. What yeah. do you What do you mean by real? What is real to you? Like it just got real. Like how does that tone? Is it it's, like they're just letting him know? Shit's on, bro. We're here to compete. You yeah. think we're number two? Shit's on. Let's so, go. How do you compete though with the WWE? Is it like uh, a sponsor decides like maybe we want to spend our money on this other product? Like what is what is comp? I mean. Because, like, again, like, everybody seems like they could win here, but the idea of competition and competing keeps coming up, you know? Well, no, I don't know. All I know is this. They're here to compete, you know. Okay, NXT was definitely put on to get AEW to cock block AEW. Okay, that was not a coincidence. It didn't happen. Now he's coming after them. You know what I'm saying? It's just competition between the two big powerhouses in wrestling. Yeah. You know, and then I think they're telling him, "Hey, we're we're not playing around anymore. You know, we're 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 back to get two major acquisitions that you let go. Those are huge. That's a huge loss, bro. Yeah, I think, man, like the competition. Why, like, okay, a lot of it's the perception of where you like, like, you know, like, uh, especially like, okay, if they start pulling ahead in the ratings and especially if they start getting a solid lead in the ratings like i mean these things i mean it just it it makes the perception like hey this is the number one company if they're right. winning in the ratings right and i i think that the big uh the big factor right now that people are kind of pointing at is live ticket sales right like aw like when aw tickets go on sale right now they go pretty quick right wwe is not kind of seeing that same momentum but i went to a wwe show a week and a half ago and it was like a totally different audience. Like if you're an older brother or like a couple dudes looking to get drunk, WWE events really kind of aren't for you anymore. Like it's very, very family friendly, like kid driven when you go to a WWE event right now. Right. That's why you see, you know, fucking Morrison using a water gun. And that's why you see a a little doll with Alexa and because that's for kids. Yeah, 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 exactly. 100%. Yeah, AEW's just the he's older. Still the, he's still the beast, bro. Vince is still a beast, no matter what. I mean, I don't know if he still has the same uh, ta- talent for spotting talent or what's current. Because how could you be very current when you're a 73-year-old billionaire? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you were to ask him, hey, man, are you going to go watch, I don't know, Suicide Squad? Well, he might casinas in it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see him being too hip on what's going on, you know? And because I'll give you an example, because in NXT, it says that now they want 
younger and taller, right? Yeah, no more, no more midgets was the right. quote that I read. How about this? Just look for talent. Yeah, man, when you start p- placing these like constraints right. on shit, right. so much, like so many potential fucking stars. Right, right, right. Oh, just, You're limiting oh. yourself, bro. Man. Yeah. I mean, even if that's like, okay, we're going to start, you know, maybe trying to get more of this type of person. I just think it's silly to fucking announce, you know, hey, yeah. no, more and, this, no more of this. Right. Announce it or even have it be policy, you know? I mean, if you want to say, hey, I prefer that the majority of my wrestlers are younger and they're taller, that's a good statement. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're not, you're, bro, you're missing out on a lot of talent. Yeah. Damn. Um, hey, of, yeah, go ahead, Sean. Uh, hey, man, I just I kind of wanted to bring up uh, Porky real quick, man. Right. Because, um, you know, uh, man, he was great. And a lot of people, um, you know, they only know him, Carlos, as, right. a com- as the, the comedy guy, right. you know. And, you know. You were the first one to tell me what a fucking badass he was in his younger days. All right. of them, huh? Right. Yeah, they're all legendary street and bar fighters, you know. And because uh, back then, let me tell you how Mexico was when I broke in. It was really old school. So when I broke in, when I would get into a car and they'd drive like two hours to to an arena. And the whole two hours, they were just drinking and drinking and drinking some blow but mostly drinking we'd get to the arena they'd be drinking they'd put the bottle right in front no way you could do that today but they put the bottle right in front of their their locker be drinking in the fucking locker room go into the ring drunk go back to the locker room drink and drink all the way back to mexico right then when you got to mexico they'd go to some fucking strip joint or some fucking cantina you know what i'm saying stay up all night fight that's all they did, bro, was just fucking wrestle and fight as a and shoot. They, and, and as a trios team, um, earlier on, they weren't the comedy team. They were straight no. badass. Yeah, right? they were straight badasses because yeah. they all had amateur backgrounds and yeah. they had really, really bloody and great matches, especially with um, Los Villanos. You yeah, know? I was in Japan with all them. With all them, and uh, yeah. It's funny you're talking about having the bottle and everything because they're yeah. like, them and uh and Signo and they're like amigo watch the door while they're fucking you know yeah while they're hitting the bottle yeah so, so back then they were all drunks bro but and and but they were functional drunks because yeah. you couldn't tell yeah. and fucking uh so you know they were one of the first great trios in Mexico when you see six on six matches it's due to them to them uh the villanos and another group called Misioneros de la Muerte who were yeah, mag yeah, Signal, uh, Negro Navarro, oh, wow. and, and Tejano. These guys were sick. And what was really great about the, the six men's is that one guy would come in, do a high spot. Another guy would come in, do a high spot. Another guy would come in and do a high spot. So you never really got tired because you were always tagging mm-hmm. a guy in and there was always action until the heels got heat. But that's where that quick style really comes from, those three versus three. Then when he got older, he kind of became very overweight. And he was the shortest one, you know, of the brothers. Yeah. So they would always do a spot where he'd fuck up one or two times and they'd get mad and they'd slap him. And then they'd slap him again. And then he'd go into a corner and he'd cry. 
and the people go, oh, and then he'd point at them that those are the ones that, that hit him. And then the yeah. people go, culero, culero, you fucking, yeah, you fucking dick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, they'd all hug and give him a kiss and the place would pop. The guy had insane charisma. Insane, bro. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Fat guy, we love you, man. Yeah. God damn. What else, Nick? Um. Well, I kind of want we had you here, Conan. Obviously, uh, you know, you have a relationship with Impact and AEW. I'm interested, especially after this past week. Impact had a way bigger presence. The tag titles, the Impact Championship is going to be in the main event of Rampage, which is tomorrow night, but we'll be releasing this after that's happened. Is there been a change? I mean, in, in the dynamic? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, because you're seeing a lot of crossover. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah. yeah. What do you, what's, what is, what is the, tri- do you know what is attributing to that or any speculation on why? I that- think, I think once Don went over there and started to work with them and he's Omega's boy and he was still working at um, Impact, that probably opened the door right there. Yeah. For sure. And they were also able to open the door to New Japan. You know, New Japan wouldn't fuck with them for for a minute. And I think the Good Brothers, you know, kind of like, so Scott's been very intelligent in finding people to branch out and help him with the the alliances that he wants and needs. Yeah, well, Tony's very protective of that New Japan relationship right now. I mean, he went out and cut that promo on Nick Khan. Like, there's only room for one Khan in this business or whatever. Right. I'd never seen Tony so fired up. It pissed off with it with the idea that WWE could be talking to New Japan. Have like, you met Tony? Tony Khan? Yes, I have met Tony Khan. Yes, yes. I've never have you? Him. Have you, yeah. Puck? Yeah. That's a cool motherfucker. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, he, when he first announced the um, the he was starting AEW, he, I had a, he came on my show the next day, like literally really? the next fucking day. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, definitely a. Interesting. You know, when he started, he said he wasn't going to be an in-ring character, right? Like, that was the whole thing. And I'm not knocking the guy, but, like, he obviously is channeling his inner Eric Bischoff right now. And but like, I will say this, bro. Okay. Did you see the Did you see the uh, vignettes that he was putting on Impact for a while? Him yeah. and to- Those are funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're short, right? I yeah. mean, like, you know, he didn't give himself enough rope to hang himself, right? He gave himself 30 seconds, just... Talk shit, get out. You know, that's pretty yeah, much Yeah, but it was kind of funny, you know, because it was like his alter ego, you know. I'm the nice guy here, but I'm the dick here. So I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I was like, that's not gonna last. You're gonna get in on this. You're gonna join the circus, Tony, of course. You know? Hey Carlos, um, real quick, I wanna I wanna bring this up. Uh because like and you know, um we were in the NWO together. Right. Obviously, right? And then I left. Um uh, and so we did that, you know, NWO Hall of Fame, and it was just got Kev, uh, myself, and 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 Hulkster. Um, they gave us three minutes for the speeches. Um, if it would have been longer, man, there's a bunch of people I was going to mention, and you know, like uh, you and Norton, Scott Norton, um, other guys, right? Like, we're so important to that, man. You yeah. know, and like. Um, so many other people deserve to be right up there with me, man. Like I was lucky enough from, you know, for obvious reasons to be up there, man. But like, I gotta, I just, I gotta acknowledge that, man. Like you brought the fucking coolness factor. Like I was, I was fucking cooler right. uh, after, after being around you. Right. You know, like, so, I mean, it's just, 
and, and Bro, like it's Scott all, Norton, you know, like so, yeah. so many guys like had a lot to do with uh with that. Yeah. I don't think I had too much to do with NWO, the Wolfpack for sure. I think I contributed way more to the Wolfpack, but thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I always, though, uh, I just thought that when they brought the NWO there, they should have tried to bring as, mem and as many mem members as they could. But, bro, there's so many of us. There would have been 50 motherfuckers up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if there's certain guys, right, that, that really stand out to me, that right. really just brought that added that didn't just take a shirt and put a shirt on right. and, 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 you know, get right. And know, rep. Yeah. It was, you bring something and add something to it. Man. Right. You're, not, you're taking, you're bringing something to the table. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, man. Anyway, where are you, bro? I'm in my studio in my, in my, um, it's, it's, I built a studio next to my bedroom here in my but house. Where do you live in LA? Yeah. Like out, out by Pasadena. Like, I live right down the street from the Rose Bowl. All right. Yeah. I just built a gym in the garage, too. Finished the garage off, put a gym I in saw there. a picture not too long ago, but you looked pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting back you, in shape. Are you going to wrestle again? I'm going to have a few matches, Carlos. That's cool. Maybe you'll have sure. one with us. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. For sure. <laughs> I, love, I love this negotiating in the open. That's wonderful. I mean, you know, honestly, Carlos, I, yeah. would, like to, I would like to, like, because things didn't end. Yeah, like on a good note, like right. But I, I personally want to show you the new face of the and say, look, this is how it is now. You know what I'm saying? That's and I think, and I think it'll be cool for some of the OGs to see you again, and some of the young cats, you know, to see. Yeah. You know how, you know, you're a legend in the game, bro. I just, I, I was like, I don't want it to be like that's that's how it ended. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I would prefer like to end things on a good note with them, man. Because right. I like I cherish that time in my in my life, right? Like yeah. and you know, and I understand that I was a pain in the ass in a lot of ways too, right? right. I wasn't like right. You know, yeah. So, you know, but um yeah. And I miss those guys, man. Like on the fucking ten hour bus rides with guys that are like five days a week, man, you get close. Yeah. You know, and I miss that, like Zorro, all those guys. Yeah, you won't be doing those anymore. But um, yeah, those were a bitch, bro. I remember I'd be on the bus with you, and you'd be smoking weed and trying to blow it into the into the fucking that. seat cushion. <laughs> That's tremendous. And everybody they kept getting mad at me for smoking on the bus. That was fucking great. Put us on a bus for ten hours. What the fuck, man? That was great, bro. Oh, but um. Man. What do you do? What are you up to besides this podcast? Are you still doing that get high while watch wrestling? No, no. Ron, Ron does that, um, uh, like on, on Twitch or something right now, but so I, you don't do it anymore. Why not? That was just, hilarious. It was fun, right? Yeah. Um, we just, uh, you know, we're just, Ron's busy with other stuff. A ton, he's so fucking busy. So and, do it with other people. You know, you have a good sense of humor. Just get two other motherfuckers that are funny. Get high and fucking throw, let that shit roll. Bro, I had such a great time. Bro, a great time. Did I tell you what happened to me that day? No, what happened? So I was in the back, and they were doing dabs. And I don't really do dabs, but they give them, like, these uh, unassuming names, like, you know, uh, you know uh, Rosemary's Hair. You know, lamb's breath. You know, yeah. Shit should be called fucking. I don't know, fucking Agent Orange. They gave me one dab, 
and I was super fucked up. And then they gave me another one, all right? And I was mega fucked up because I'd already been smoking. But you know how concentrated that shit is, right? Yeah. Uh. And I ended up passing out in the lobby of the fucking place. And the lady, the manager of the place, told me, uh, if you don't get up, I'm going to have to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) That's how fucked up I was. And then we went to a place that I'm sure you know, Pinkies. Yeah. Yeah. The hot dog place? Yeah, yeah. 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 But, bro, I had a great night that night. You should yeah, you should great. do you should run that back. Oh, fuck. Oh, man, what was I just going to tell you? Oh, Carlos. Hey, man, do you remember the time that we were doing salvia in the fu- in Moody's Oh, room? yeah, yeah. Oh, and you almost freaked out. I yes. did fucking freak yeah, out, man. Yeah, you did. That was, a scare- like, that was some scary shit, man. Like, I grab. I almost knocked the refrigerator over. Yes, you did. You like, have a good it, memory. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that was legit. Like he was like in convulsions, bro. What you give me? What the fuck is this? He was, was freaking just, out. It was just because you know you get that shit in the in the in the tobacco shop, you know, on the corner, and I tried it before and not never happened. So like I was like, ah, oh, this shit ain't nothing, right? And bro, and here's oh, the worst. God. But here's here's the worst part. So Nick. I had asked somebody in WWE who shall remain nameless that what did they smoke in WWE so they wouldn't get popped for marijuana? And he goes, oh, we're all smoking the Stevia shit, bro. It's the bomb, boom, boom, boom. So I went and I got it. Holy shit. It was, it fucked him up. It fucked this other wrestler called Zorro who took a bump in the bathroom (laughs) in a Chinese restaurant, broke the whole fucking bowl and shit. You know, it was, bro, that shit was, whew. did man was it made me disassociate like i left my body man yeah and and my fucking body felt like it pixelated and like started breaking apart it's it's really it was it was just a wild one of the wildest things yeah fucking ever experienced he legit did freak out yeah Yeah. i had sorry about that dude (laughs) (laughs) well i had i I took it too yeah yeah no i i done that before i had this reaction where i just like got the spins felt like i was gonna pass out puke but not puke dry just weird feeling it's gross shit's wild yeah yeah hey real quick i'm sorry i didn't know if i wanted to bring it up or not but like right because like i know i know dax trolled everybody for for even talking about it but like right you were ringside for one of the gnarliest injuries i've ever seen in pro wrestling right conan with what happened two weeks ago on dynamite like uh do you is is cash okay like yeah yeah i I was i was there right by him when it happened i saw him rip it i was like fuck i hope he didn't rip any tendons because i was about to do a spot with tully blanchard and so you know i just kind of looked over and when i saw that he was bent over and they were giving him attention you know i just didn't pay no more attention to him and then uh you know we had to end the match early so me and tully never did what we were supposed to do and then fucking we went to the back and I stayed there the whole time. So did his partner and so did uh, Santana. We just stayed with him the whole time just for support. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and other guys were coming in and out, you know, to check in on him. And, uh, you know, I'd grab his boot and tell him, hey, we're here with you, bro. And then basically what they just did, they just sewed up his arm. I don't know, like maybe eight stitches, ten stitches, you know. And uh, it was just an accident, but at least he didn't rip no tendons or muscles. I guess it was all kind of superficial, you know. Okay, but it, yeah. 
What no accident when he cracked that fucking guy in the, in the jaw that uh, jumped on Brett at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, was he the guy that punched him? Yeah, that's so tremendous. Okay, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten about that. I always remember Harry being the one that was on that guy. But yeah, he was the one that got the cheap shot in on him, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I mean, I technically it was a cheap shot, but I don't fucking consider it a cheap shot. Right. <laughs> right. After that, no. How, how fucking stupid do you have to be to go in and run and attack Bret Hart in the in the room filled with some of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time? You when they're be, honoring him and shit, yeah. Dude, you gotta be you gotta be dumb. You gotta be real dumb. Anyway, Carlos, what do you got going on now? Like um, when you get up the uh, up the thing with us? We got back, uh, back to work. Yeah, back to work because we got Triple Mania on Saturday, and then. Um, and then you know we're already starting working on on Azteca Underground. Yeah. Um, and then we've got two TVs in two weeks, so all of that, you know, I just gotta make sure that it's done. And um, and yeah, man, there's a real big project coming up next week that's a, gonna be a game changer. I'll tell you offline, okay. but it's gonna be a real big game changer and uh, something that. I've been looking forward for many, many years. So it's going to be really cool. So yeah, just a lot of cool shit happening for me right now. Like I said, when you start making your rounds, hit me up so we can bring you to AAA, my bro. Yeah, man. You know, it's nice to, it's nice to hear. They still remember me down there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You bro, you were, you know, that whole degeneration max. That was cool. The shit you were doing was cool. The Hion Extranjero was cool, you know, and you, and you, and no matter what, no matter what shape you were in, you always came out and put on a show, bro, you know, because you're a showman too, besides being a good wrestler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Well, hey, man, well, I miss you, man. Yeah, me and too, my bro. Let's, let's get together. Let's, con- like, uh, even if I got to fucking come to San Diego or something. But like, Yeah. Or it's pro- I'll probably be in L.A. quicker than you'll be in San Diego. So when I'm in L.A., I'll hit you up. Please. Yes. Please, man. I would love to see you, man. All right, I appreciate, my bro. You, appreciate you taking the time, man. No. Um, this is like one of the this is one of the um shortest conversations I've ever had with Carlos. Right. <laughs> right. On the phone, it's like fucking three hours. Right. That is true. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you've got good ideas, right? You know, and best. Yeah. So yeah, they don't there's nobody's as brilliant as they comment wrestling as Carlos. Uh, That's bro, a fucking truth, bro. Yeah. Don't don't do me like that. Um, Dude, take it. <laughs> take it. Welcome back to the game show portion of Pro Wrestling for Life. It's me, your host, Nick Hausman of the weekly game show. And uh, like we do every week here on the game show, we welcome to the show first our contestant, the host of this program. He's a two-time Hall of Famer. It's Sean X-Pac Waltman. Sean, welcome to the game show portion of for for life hello everyone all right and sean is here today and he is here to take on one of our wonderful pro wrestling for life patreons uh coming to the screen right now coming to the show he is one and oh currently against sean on pro wrestling for life it is daniel zamorano daniel welcome back to pro wrestling for life thank you for having me guys how's everything going sean hey man um i'm still waiting for that coffee man 
What's up? Yeah, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for an address. <laughs> Dude, I oh, shit. We never gave you that. I sent you the addresses, Daniel. No, I, I take my email and Patreon. Nothing. But I'm oh, definitely going to get you a- hey, some I coffee just, for sure. I just, I just wanted to say that just so you, you knew I remembered you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Last time I was super nervous and I didn't give you your proper flowers, if you will. Uh, me and my my brother are big fan of yours, Sean. I really appreciate you and your whole career. So I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, that's okay. Um, um, you know, if you didn't say it last time, it um, it didn't hurt my feelings, Daniel. But but after I got off I the off you. the line, it, it messed with my feelings. So I just uh, want to okay. let you know that. <laughs> oh, you're like me. Yeah, well, oh, don't, shit like that, Bobby. Don't feel bad about it, Daniel. We appreciate you coming on. It was a nice thing you said there. I uh, really, honestly, only resent you because the heat got put on me over this addresses situation with the coffee. I'll figure it out. I felt like <laughs> I did. maybe I didn't. I've been waiting for the coffee too. We'll figure it out off the air. All right. Yeah. Hey, okay. We got a game to get to here today, Daniel. So I don't know if you two are uh, know this or not. But this weekend on Saturday, there's going to be a big event called WWE SummerSlam. So today's game is called the biggest trivia party of the summer. This is going to be a game all about uh, SummerSlam. All the questions are going to be multiple choice. They'll be about SummerSlam. You get it right. You get a point. You get it wrong. I'll let the other person try to steal. As soon as I feel the game has run its course and we have a natural winner, we will end the game and that person will win. All right. Now to decide who goes first here today. Sean or Daniel, uh, the first person to show me something that you might take to the beach in the summer is going to go first. If you've got something around you, you think you might take to the beach, even you if won't you take coffee to the beach. So, Sean, it's on you, brother. Some people <laughs> want to take coffee to the beach. Nobody's even trying to play my game right now. Yeah, All right. Well, yeah, fine. All right. Well, Daniel's going to go first because he's he said who takes coffee to the beach, but some people do. So, Daniel, you win. <laughs> Okay, Daniel, here's the first question. What was the first year that SummerSlam was held? Was it 1987, 88, or 1990? 88. It was 88. 1988 was the first SummerSlam. Daniel is up one to nothing. All right, Sean, back to you now. Uh, what? Which WWE Hall of Famer was the special referee for the first SummerSlam main event between the Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks? Was it Roddy Piper, Brutus Beefcake, or Jesse Ventura? Sean is thinking hard. Uh, um, the special referee for the first SummerSlam main event between the Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks. Yeah, man. Um, Roddy Piper, Beefcake, or Ventura? Oh, I can tell Roddy. Sean. It is not Roddy Piper. I am sorry. Uh, Daniel, a chance to steal here. Was that special referee Brutus Beefcake or Jesse Ventura? Um, When you asked the question, Ventura popped in my head for some reason, so I'll go with that one. You're correct. It was Jesse Ventura was the special referee for the first ever SummerSlam main event. Daniel, that puts you up two to nothing, and you're going to have a chance to go three to nothing here, really break away early. Uh, Who did did Steve Austin defeat by roll-up on the SummerSlam 1996 free-for-all, was it Henry Godwin, Yokozuna, or Ted DiBiase? 
It's a very infamous spot. It was the free-for-all match, SummerSlam 96. Steve Austin rolled up who? The first one. <laughs> I, it, I didn't hear the one. It was Henry. It was not Henry Godwin. I'm sorry. Sean, do you know if it was Yokozuna Yoko. or Ted DiBiase? Yoko? It was Yoko. This was the spot where the ropes broke. He fell backwards, and Steve was able to roll him up. I think this might have actually been his final WWF appearance for a while. Like they took him off in a, a forklift or something like that. So, anyway, uh, Daniel's still up 2-1, to one, but, Sean, you get a chance to come back here, tie it up. Uh, the Big Show defeated what faction in a handicap match at SummerSlam 2010? Was it Nexus? the Mexicools, or the Straight Edge Society? Sean, that one's for you. Mm. Nexus? It was not the Nexus. They were, unfortunately, in the main event of SummerSlam 2010. Uh, back to you, Daniel. It Was it the Mexicools or the Straight Edge Society that Big Show beat? Uh, Straight Edge Society. It was, in fact, the Straight Edge Society. It was, yes, 3-1 to one to Daniel. Daniel, a chance here to go 4-1. to one. Uh, which WWE superstar did Brock Lesnar leave in a pool of his own blood at the SummerSlam 2016? Was it Randy Orton, John Cena, or Finn Balor? Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, dude. I was uncomfortable watching that. That was that was. <laughs> I had well, that not, question was, dude, that was not was, good. No, no. Well, four to one here. Sean getting walloped. Uh, Sean, who did The Undertaker defend the WWF championship against at the 1997 SummerSlam? Was it Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or Kane? Shawn. It was not Shawn. Daniel, do you know the answer? Bret Hart or Kane? Who did Undertaker defend against at 97 SummerSlam? Bret Hart was Shawn as a ref, correct? That is correct. That is right. Yes, and it was featured in... uh, Wrestling with Shadows, I believe, was uh, featured in that. Uh, was featured that. All right, well, five to one here. I'm going to give you a chance here, Daniel, to just blow this thing out of the water. Uh, who did the Big Boss Man battle in a Jailbird match at SummerSlam 1991? Was it the Mountie, Virgil, or Mr. Perfect? The Mountie. It was the Mountie, and that is six to one. And Sean, I don't think there's even enough questions here for you to come back. Oh. Uh, you win, Daniel. A dominant victory here in the game show segment today. And the bit and the big boss man's nightstick, by the way, uh, from that match, you're going to have a chance to go bid on, I guess, WWE's uh, auctioning it off or whatever. So that's why I included it as well. So congratulations, Daniel. Thank you so much. Make sure I get that address. I'll get you that coffee ASAP. <laughs> it's very rare that you, that, that you win, but we get the prize. But whatever. I don't really care. So. Uh, Sean been giving entertainment for years so it's a little thing i could do to pay back <laughs> thank you bro no um, problem, brother. i appreciate you man yeah I, I, real quick story me and my brother would got like so much in trouble doing the dx chop <laughs> so it was it was kind of like cool for us but not for my mom and my dad and stuff but okay, i want to say you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> this for life thank you daniel you're a wonderful contestant. appreciate you man Tell your mom and dad I apologize. (laughs) Right. Oh, real quick. One last thing. I'm so sorry. I'm taking over. Don't worry, man. August 18th. August 18th is my girlfriend's and my dad's birthday. I want to wish him a happy birthday. I love you guys. Yeah. Happy Happy birthday. 
Wonderful. And Daniel, where can people follow you on social media? What's your handle? Uh, same thing. Daniel underscore Zamorano, Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Thank you, Daniel. You have a great day, brother. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pro Wrestling for Life. Uh, Nick, I forgive you for interrupting me and <laughs> breaking my train of thought. And um, I want to thank Conan for coming on the show, spending an hour with us. And um, I want to thank Daniel for coming on. And I'm still waiting for my coffee, Daniel. Yes, uh, and I'll take care of that. I mean, I took a lot of heat this episode. Uh, and hey, if you want to come uh, talk to uh, hang out with Heat Magnet, Nick Hausman, uh, every Wednesday night, uh, replay Lincoln Park, uh, Chicago, Illinois. It's free to attend. I'm hosting AEW Dynamite parties every Wednesday right now. We had a huge crowd come out for AEW Rampage this past Friday night. So the bar's opening it up, letting me do this every Wednesday night. I'd love it if you could come out. But man, you like that moniker? You think Heat Magnet Nick Hausman? That, that's got like a. Yeah, you're not a magnet, just here and there. <laughs> well, I'm at Nick underscore Hausman. Thank you for another week, Sean. This is a Thank blast. you, my friend. Thank <laughs> you.